1: Jack House is presented by Callaway Golf, who have rolled out a new Callaway TV app for Apple TV or Roku. There you'll find exclusive content like the 30 Seconds to Better instructional series, Plus, full episodes of Callaway Live that has included great guests like former Ford CEO Alan Mulally, Phil Mickelson, Adam Levine, and coming soon, the hosts of Shack House. It's the best of Callaway on your TV, free instruction, free app. What's not to love? Callaway TV on Roku and Apple TV. Let's head to the Shack House. Welcome to the Post Players Championship Edition of Shack House. We have a lot to get to, including a full wrap-up of a wild week, the changing guard at the top of the sport, some fun behind-the-scenes buzz, and of course, the speed round. House, how you doing today? I am A-OK, Jeff Shackelford. How about that?
0: Players finish. I enjoyed all of the tournament, including the hot Saturday, <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate and admire what Jason Day did in terms of closing the door on the back nine. It was a door-closing back nine by
1: Jason Day. It really was, uh, because there were a few people chasing him. Of course, I'm not sure how much he was shaking in his boots when Ken Duke was knocking at the door. But, hey, when you look at the leaderboard and there's somebody there, that means something. But, gosh, he's just uh, on another level, really, because I don't know if he really played that – great on the weekend and it, he just kind of coasted around and and just showed why he's an elite player and on a different level. So one thing I was really surprised by
0: is I came to, I was very, I am skeptical. I continue to be skeptical. I was skeptical watching the tournament about trying, you know, the, the overwhelming effort to give this thing a prominence that it may not deserve uh, on its own. Uh, you know, the identity crisis that this tournament has. But uh, the one thing that I was surprised by that I liked about it is is that the design of the course let the old guys in the mix. We had three dudes, 47 or older, all with top 20s. My man Kenny Duke, Ratif was in there, and Jerry Kelly, all with top 20 finishes. And, you know, the, the thing that jumps uh, off the TV screen, watching it um, over this this past weekend, is uh, the, the sort of equalizing effect that the course had by taking driver out of the hands of the bomb and gouge guys and letting some of these other strategic guys um, into the mix. The Ken Duke 65 on Saturday is like a, an all timer, a, <laughs> a, a
1: lifetime round, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, unbelievable, and those weather conditions. Uh, the golf course conditions, the whole thing, just and the way he's been playing, uh, which hasn't been very good. that was just It was just surreal. And he saved the tour, by the way. Tim Fincham should send him the biggest gift basket of all time this week for posting that 65. Because if he doesn't do that, the whole sort of boondoggle on Saturday becomes a, oh, they lost control and it tainted the tournament. But when somebody goes out and shoots 65 and Hideki had a nice round, 67, I think uh, that, that kind of saved the day. So what the hell happened, Jeff? Jeff Shackleford? what
0: happened on Saturday?
1: Well, a uh, few things. Uh, now, now I, I should note I left the property and uh, I was there all week, but I left Saturday midday, and I was in the press center for a couple of hours after the the first, or excuse me, the second round was completed in the morning. And I walked outside and the humidity had absolutely disappeared. It was almost like for us in LA, a Santa Ana wind day. It was, it was shockingly dry, but I didn't think much of it. And then I started driving to the airport and I started hearing what was going on. And, uh, I just, uh, I wasn't totally shocked because the greens were just ridiculously fast already, but knowing the guys who do the setup and how they work and how seriously they take it, and how upset they get when things go bad, I was a little shocked that they lost control. Um, it, it's just, it, they are, they lost control of the golf course and they have so many tools to make everything perfect and make greens fast. And they just misjudged what the weather was going to do to impact the golf course. And when, and, and the point is, when you have greens that are 14 on the stint meter, that's like putting on a marble floor. That is right on the edge already, and then you throw in some sort of, believe it or not, a significant drop in humidity and some wind, a little more wind than they thought, and you're going to have stuff like that happen. And it was ugly. It's not what they want. It is not what those – I mean, those guys do an amazing job. They have every opportunity to screw up every week, and they almost never do. And so for them to do it at that event, I mean, I just know John Mutch, who does the front nine, and Robbie Ware does a back nine, they're, they, they're not going to sleep very well this week because they love what they do. They do a great job. They take their job very seriously. And, and Mark Russell as well, who's kind of oversees all of them, they are just absolutely appalled at what happened. They do not want that to happen. They want the players to be deciding the tournament and it to be about the players and, and for their names and their, their faces never to be seen. So the thing that I was
0: uh, slightly confused by, a bunch of guys finished their rounds in the morning on Saturday, and your, your explanation makes a lot of sense to me, but I don't remember watching you know the portion of the Saturday morning that I watched, um, any of the, the, the crazy, um, you know, uh, aberration in putting performance that, that that showed up Saturday afternoon. So what you're saying is the weather changed so much from the morning to the afternoon, coupled with where they put the pins, that, that's the thing that created the, the really weird dynamic Saturday afternoon? Yeah,
1: there, and there was one other mistake in there. Um, so one of the things that I haven't been able to clarify with the tour is, okay, if you have the rain out, you come back the next morning. Now, generally, as I understand it and have witnessed – when they come back in the morning, they just do a, a clean-up mow of the greens. And then before the next round starts, they use that gap to do the normal preparation, move the, the hole locations to the third-round hole locations. Well, this Saturday, they did their double-cut, double-roll before the restart of play, which I think is a little weird because that means you're sort of impacting – those players who um, who played in the afternoon had to come off the course, and now all of a sudden they're getting greens that are freshly cut. Some players will say, "Well, that's that's an advantage to them." Where they things got a little goofy, they then between the two rounds they did their full preparation pre restart of play. Then they rolled the greens between the rounds, and then, like I said, it, it, felt, it was so dry, and it it happened over a couple of hours. Literally, from the time I was out on the range early. And then a couple hours later, it just completely changed weather-wise and, and dried out. Then they had some tough hole locations. Saturday is, is generally now at the players a the day they do tough hole locations. And so then that was an added element. And instead of the greens, when they first cut them being 14 on the stint meter, and then by the time the leaders come to number 17, let's say at late in the day, and they're 12, they lose two feet of speed on the stint meter. These greens, because of the weather – because of that rolling and the drying out and there being no moisture in the leaf of the grass meant they actually went up to like 15 and 16 uh, by the time the the afternoon rolled around with this, the heat and the dryness and there you had a, a, is a, it's a lethal combination. We've seen it happen too many times and it, a lot of the time it happens just because green speeds starts so fast. Yeah.
0: So that, I understand the motivating animus there, which is you know at a place um, designed the way Sawgrass is, the green speed is the primary defense against the players, and you know we, point, saw, what yes. happened, yeah. right? we yeah. saw what happened, right? We saw what happened with all the guys on on Thursday. Uh, you know how how many course records? There was a front nine record being threatened, a back nine record Two got 20 nines, a couple times on yeah, the back, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean it seemed like uh a sixty was in the mix and, and uh a couple Rory had a chance at sixty two, uh um Day himself had a chance at sixty two. So um I understand the idea of wanting to um provide the course the, the its best defense, but yeah, so it, it got away from them. I have to tell you from from watching at home, it wasn't that bad to watch. It was kinda of fun to watch.
1: No, those days those those Boondoggle days are, are actually very entertaining to watch, and NBC does a great job. They, of course, covered several of the USGA's total, uh, course, setup screw-ups, and they do a great job. When something like that happens, they do not run from it, even though it, it obviously puts them in a tough spot, being the, the television uh, host uh, and partner of the PGA Tour that week. But they are all in. They don't shy away from it. They show it, and and it is kind of compelling television it again is not what they want uh the tour wants and uh and and i i really do not sense anybody down there said oh yeah ramp it up mark russell get get the greens a little do a little bit more because that is what's happened before there have been reactions with course setups where they they do take it up a few notches and it and it blows up in their face because of low scoring or whatever is bothering somebody but I really don't think that's the way these guys work. I, I've 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 spent enough mornings going around with them uh, on the golf courses. I've watched them agonize over a hole location that I sit there and say, "Guys, what are you what are you worried about?" I mean, they literally, Joe, will worry about a. You'll see a putt and you'll see them not like the way the ball turns too hard at the hole, or they'll they'll have a hole location where they're like, "Oh." You know, you can't get to within a foot of that one. You know, every ball is staying like two feet away. I mean, they obsess about things that most people don't realize. They do not want embarrassing situations. They don't want to embarrass the players. They want to test them, but they are very, very careful. And so that's why I know this was a a horrifying thing. But uh, like you said, probably kind of compelling, and it's kind of fun to listen to the players get angry about it after the round. and, and uh it added a little, you know, a little zest to the the weekend, right? Absolutely, yeah. the uh, the The drainage spouts got all
0: time uh, coverage. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times we saw the, the balls landing in the collection areas rolling down into the the, the, oh, the drainage yeah. spouts. That's, um, that's an art, but it's all going to get flaw. blown up now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to that. Uh, in a moment, I I, I do want to get into that because I reported some stuff for Golf World this morning. Before we do that, House, anything else about Day we want to cover? Or are we gonna we're gonna get to him versus Spieth a little bit later on? But anything else about his performance? Because I don't I don't want to diminish what he did and 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 kind of what an eye opening week I feel like already this was for people in I guess in in the context of us hearing about the big three and four for the last. Uh, almost a year, and now all of a sudden he's kind of looking like he's running away from the field. Yeah, we're going to talk about
0: um, he and Spieth, and I think naturally we should also be talking about um, Rory and Ricky in that conversation. The only thing um, that I want to um, mention with respect today is, is how um, uh, 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 proper his game looks uh, coming up to a U.S. Open. That two-iron, and he said so afterwards. He's never hit his two-iron that well. If he can hit his two-iron off the tee and be mostly in play with that two-iron at Oakmont, um, I love what I'm seeing out of him uh, coming up to Oakmont.
1: Yeah, and his agent is loving what he's seeing because his contract with TaylorMade is up at the end of the year. So he's going to be cashing in on this success. Uh, Not that he hasn't made a whole lot of money already. Uh, House, before we move on. We have a new sponsor, our friends at Fulton & Rourke. They're doing men's grooming products differently. Each of their products are built specifically for the way guys get ready. And let me tell you, the way Tate... And Fuentes looked at me when I came in with that cologne I was wearing—that Fulton and Rourke this morning. The, the man scent—you oh could just see their heads turn. The, 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 the aura Man-Sent. that I brought in, thanks to Fulton and Rourke—and and let me tell you, these colognes are really cool. House—they're solid colognes. They're—you they're, just—you don't have to carry some stupid bottle around. Uh, they're designed to go anywhere: gym bag, carry-on. Pocket of your jeans, you know, that might be taken a little far for some people, but, you know, some people like a little manly scent. And their uh, their bar soap is this huge brick, long-lasting, exfoliating, manly-smelling excellence. And just in time for Father's Day, they have a special offer for Shack House listeners. Just use the coupon code HOUSE at checkout for 15% off your total purchase. That's FultonandRourke.com. And coupon code House. And by the way, House, if you search around their site, they've got a men's cologne called Shackleford. I have to find out what the, the, the meaning is of that good stuff. Whoa. But yeah, did this stuff is a really out? good product, though. Very nice. Um, all, right. all right. So you asked about the golf course. You were not very kind to it last week on the, uh, the pod. You, you weren't a fan. And what if I told you they were going to try to bring back a little of the old peat Dye swamp golf, sandy, scrubby look? Would that uh, I like get that you a little look. more excited yeah, for next year? that's what year? I want. Okay, good. Well, that's what I was told last week by my various sources. They, uh, the tour didn't really want to talk about what they're going to do with the golf course. They're going to change the 12th hole. That's been well documented. They put that out, make it a drivable risk-reward hole, kind of liven up a point on the back nine that's a little bit dull. But then... They're talking about doing a little bit of a Pinehursty kind of thing where if you look at the old photos, and I I, I just posted this on my website, Jeff where I'll have a whole bunch of show notes on the show. But there's this really cool site house, you'll get a kick out of this called Golf Course Histories. And you can take an aerial of today and they they embed that and then they embed an old aerial and you can wipe Across, kind of, with your mouse, like like move this bar and see the golf course then and now, and you've got to go see what TPC looked like in 1982. It was like sand everywhere. It was so cool looking, and you realize how cleaned up it's gotten. So, I report in Golf World today. They're gonna they're gonna be bringing that a little of that look back. I don't know how much with Commissioner Fincham they can do. He's he's a little goofy about that kind of stuff. He likes things very clean and precise, but that's the plan. Uh, but they right now are not talking about adding any length. And while I know you just touted that this is a golf course that neutralizes the driver a little bit, I'm still not a big fan of that. On the other hand, the way Jason Day just sort of went, okay, fine, I'll use driver in a few spots, overpowered here, and then I'll use this two iron in other spots. I kind of admire that too, so I have mixed feelings, but I I just see a lot of guys kind of, when they can't hit driver house, it just sort of, takes a certain aura away from a tournament. Like they're stifled. You know, there's a certain lack of aggressiveness that 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 happens when you do that. So that's kind of where I'm a little bit I think and I think that's why they really haven't committed to how many holes they're going to lengthen, because I think they have the same mixed feelings about the golf course. They know it's probably the right thing to do for certain holes, but they kind of like this democratic nature of their tournament. Yeah, I guess um I don't really care that much
0: about um, lengthening it because I don't uh, I didn't really find myself um, missing out on any of the um, fan viewing experience by not seeing guys hit driver. I w- It was intriguing to me to sit to see whether uh, Day was going to hit two iron or three wood uh, on various holes, and I like the approaches into the par fives. Um, you saw guys with um, clubs ranging from like four iron uh, all the way uh, to, to 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 three wood. The most impressive thing I saw all week, uh, I think it was on um, sixteen, was Day hitting. A three wood and then an eight iron, a two hundred and ten yard eight iron <laughs> that he's stuck to uh, yeah. twelve feet. I so I I don't mind the the length thing isn't the issue to me um, or what I'm I'm most curious about in this redesign. The greens are what I'm I'm interested in seeing um, what what they do with them because again the 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 way the drainage um, um, spouts were featured uh, Saturday and Sunday of this week, all all of those runoffs, so many <sighs> balls running yeah. off the 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 greens um i'm interested in in what the idea is behind the
1: green redesigns okay well they're going to add a bunch of hole locations but the way it was described to me was those are mostly for the marriott play so uh no offense to those who are going to stay at the marriott and play golf at the tpc but you're going to be getting some hole locations they probably won't ever use in the tournament they want to just spread out the wear and tear they do do a lot of play there Uh, obviously it's a place a lot of people want to play so that's one component Um, That will be interesting and I I think will probably help them with the growing the turf. Now, the thing you mentioned, House, that we're going to get really seriously architectural geeky wonky here, but I I have to do Do it, do it, do do it, do it. Okay, so we have like this school of minimalist architects and who are uh, Corin Crenshaw and Tom Doak and Gil Hans. And, and I'm, I'm a part of that school and subscribing to that. And we're inspired by the old architects. And what the old architects did was to drain a golf course, they would create a swale and move water away from the play. Okay? Pete Dye has a thing where he doesn't like to do that. He likes to shape things however he wants, and then he sticks these big bowls with a drain at the bottom. And it's my one real beef with his design style and his execution i think it's just horrific whistling Straits is horrific it has these bowls right down the middle it's just awful it's like the 16th green at tpc sawgrass there's one of these these bowls behind the green like there's a lake right there and it's below the level of the lake and you just say pete why didn't you just cut a swale right here through the to the lake and so we don't have to see these balls swirling around like they're going down a toilet bowl and it's just a weird thing of his design-wise and it's more expensive by the way house to put these little drains in and do all that so it's ugly huh. it's on un- and it's and ultimately here's why we don't like it you want a golf course to feel natural you want to feel like the bounces you get the lies you get the way it plays is natural when it feels man-made in any way when you feel like you something's contrived and you know subliminally that it is man-made as a golfer, it bothers you, and that 's why people work so hard to make all the contours feel natural because uh, I have no evidence of this, but generally golfers embrace something they feel like like lynx golf, they know those contours were created by something else and not man, and so you embrace the, the weird bounces and you w- embrace the weird lies too, yeah, too, and, edgy, and too wonky there
0: no, but to to that point um the, for, for everybody that missed uh, the greens you know or, or, or hit um, shots that were were not precise enough to, to stay on. they all rolled out to the same place. Everybody ended up in the same place. Yeah. There wasn't a variety in, in, in that in the miss, which is I think what you're getting at and what I think
1: uh, I, I'd prefer. Well, that's another component, actually. You're right. You end up with a bunch of players when there's a hole location a certain way. I didn't really even think about that part. But, yeah, they end up with the same chip shot. And, of course, then you get a bunch of divots around these drains too, which is not an attractive look either. So they're not going to be getting rid of those at the TPC. But I, by expanding some of these greens, uh, they might impact those a little bit. I don't know. But um, I'm I'm mostly excited to see what they do to the course. It It was in great shape last week. I don't know how much people realize how immaculately conditioned it was and why that's why the scoring was so good. and uh, they, they, they just the greens were just astonishingly good the first two days. They started to look a little ragged on the weekend, but if you watch, the ball still rolled really well. and uh, it's a neat place, great venue, but it's time to get back some of the look that it used to have, I think it and because ultimately it's about restoring, and just to be clear. Like, bringing in the uh, the sandy scrub area, it's not really about penalizing the resort player or even penalizing the golfers. It's about visual intimidation, and it's about mishit drives letting them roll into the trees. So that will make the course harder in ways maybe they can't quantify. So that's
0: cool. I'm into that. That's yeah. why when you started this whole thing off, uh, you asked, are you interested in seeing it restored to some of that sandy, that's that Florida swamp golf. My answer is yes,
1: and I can't wait to see how it all turns out next year. Yeah, it should be good. Um, all right, House. Our friends at Callaway, the Chrome Soft Golf Ball. It's the cha- its the ball that has changed the ball. on The so ball many that changed different- the ball, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, the ball that changed the ball. Uh, if you haven't tried them yet, uh, we have another excuse to try the Chrome Soft. Uh, for a limited time, you can personalize Chrome Soft Golf Balls for free. That's right. Free custom stamping on white or yellow balls so you can tout that infamous nickname or brand each ball with the name of your favorite golf podcast on the Ringer Network. Just saying. With Father's Day coming up, it's great gift for dad this offer is available at retailers nationwide or you can order online at callawaygolf.com chrome soft delivers exceptional distance more control into the green and all with a great soft feel and i always like to throw in just a little reminder at a great great price so try them now do it callawaygolf.com personalize those balls remember our piece of advice from last week house don't put your full name right (laughs) <laughs> no full names. Nicknames are no. cool. Initials are
0: cool. Jackass is cool. And somebody, I, what were we talking about pimping? We were going to pimp the ball. Some, somehow
1: that ended up on there. Yeah. Yeah. That that They seized on that uh, fine use of language. All right. So, uh, and I think you have a word from our uh, friends at the Athletes Collective. Yeah. I want
0: to talk a little bit about uh, Athletes Collective. While we admire pro athletes and how great they are, and we have seen Rory training in Nike, uh, and in fact, it looked like he was training out on the golf course on, on Saturday. Those jogging pants were atrocious, but we'll get to that uh, in, in, in good time. Let's face it, wearing the same logo as the pros across our chests when we play rec league sports or workout does not make us play like them, uh, unfortunately. Thankfully, you can now buy great. Quality, great fitting activewear without the logos for 30 to 40% cheaper than the big brands by going to our boys at athletescollective.com. I, my own self, this morning woke up Jeff Shackelford, and this is what I like with the Athletes Collective stuff. It's an awesome first layer. I I woke up. We had a little errand to run. Uh, It's time for for the house family to pick up the dry cleaning. I put on my Athletes Collective long-sleeve shirt, a pair of jeans. I'm out the door. It's a great first layer, a little sweater over top because it's a little chilly here in Chocolate City, but I'm out the door. Uh, It's athletic gear with no logos. It's quality for price. Don't let the great price fool you, it's serious performance apparel, Uh, all of their clothing's pre-shunk, shrunk. You can wash and dry as many times as you like. I have washed uh, all my stuff many times now because I'm a one-wear kind of guy. Uh, My friends, go to athletescollective.com, enter the promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E, and receive 15% off your first order. All orders include free shipping, which is fantastic, and returns to the U.S. or Canada. A 100% satisfaction guaranteed. I guarantee the satisfaction as well.
1: And it's comfortable, House. I can't believe how uh, – the performance stuff is never usually that comfortable. Anyway, it's great stuff. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe how they make it feel soft and yet perform. Anyway, I know. I'm left you speechless. Props to the Athletes Collectives. Yeah. So, uh, House, the big four, the big three. Is it now the big one? Let's just stop. It's, it's, there's no, <laughs>
0: no, there's no yeah. big anything.
1: It's I know this, there isn't. Uh, of course not. I keep –
0: I keep talking about this. Uh, I use this phrase with Simmons a little bit. This recency bias is, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's big every week. Every week there's a new big one. There's a new big three, a new big four. It's a silly idea. It's a dumb. Um narrative i understand uh the desire to do some organizing and some um stratifying and some um you know categorizing it helps uh the golf channel and the guys that that um have to write about golf but each and every week we keep seeing it these dudes are all um awesome and you know the narrative changes each and every week so uh you know, this week was Jason's day. Jason Day's week, and we look back at at his performance since July of last year, and we say, "Holy cow, that's a pretty great run by Jason Day." Uh, what the hell's wrong with J- Jordan Spieth? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's look at Jordan Spieth's last you know, calendar year. Here are his performances in the ma- last five majors. First, first, T4, two, T2. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. There, while we uh, don't like what we saw out of Jordan on Saturday, and I mean, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, not, not his best performance, uh, there's no reason that, that he, he can't bounce right back, and all of a sudden it'll be, oh, well, Jordan's back, and, and it will be coming up to the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, we have a couple of big time tournaments coming up here. Still, um, the more the Memorial is in front of us, Colonial in front of in front of us. Uh, both pre the U.S. Open, ain't no reason that it can't be Jordan Spieth or or, or Ricky or uh maybe even Rory. Rory maybe we'll figure out um, how to make uh you know four rounds work for him for the first time in 2016 it feels like. Um but even Rory uh 2015 race to dubai champion, he won the DP World Championship, uh top 10 in 6 of 9 2016 events. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good, Rory.
1: Dude. So do you- uh what, what do you think? Well, do you think some of this – because I, I do know about your recency bias conversations with Bill, and I always enjoy them. Do you think this is part of people not understanding just golf in general, that, that sports – you know, on team sports, you can hide downtime better, but that golf and tennis are different. It's an individual sport. You're on your own. You're an independent contractor. And when it goes bad, there there are no teammates to, to – cover for you and do do you think people just kind of I mean I'm not making an excuse for the media stuff that 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 jumps on these big four and three bandwagons I mean i I love to mock it so uh, I enjoy it from a different point of view but is there some possibility that that is an element that people just don't understand about golf that 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 it's it's such a fickle game and and once you're a little bit exposed and a little bit off it just looks actually worse than it is probably I, I think really the culprit here
0: though is is the media uh, you know golf media, television and print golf media in search of and and the tour um, bears some uh, culpability for this as well in it, in the way that it wants to promote these younger players. I understand the motivation behind trying to come up with a tiger replacement because we're we 're at this um, uh, really important moment in terms of sports programming, and we're going to cover this a little bit uh, later in the pod today, where you you are seeing across the board sports properties getting all-time record deals. And the U.S. Open just um, was the beneficiary of this. All-time record deals in terms of sports, um, uh, t- the network contracts. And so having a, a, um, a saleable narrative is, is kind of a, a, a really important part of that. But you you it, it you have to have the right um, frame of mind when it comes to golf, the point you just made. So this season we've had great performances from Bubba Watson, we've had great performances from Adam Scott, we've had great performances from uh, Jason Day. You know, a bunch of these guys as multiple winners. Uh, if Ricky um, hadn't hit it in the water on 17 at Scottsdale, he'd be a multiple winner already this year. Rory's got all these top tens. He's he's lurking every week. I mean, that's, that's golf, and golf is at, at a moment right now, I would say all, all, all-time great Um, competitive-wise, the Masters ticket this year was an impossible ticket to get. I was uh, down there. We saw each other. I have a buddy who lives in Atlanta. He told me the secondary market was through the roof, and we were sort of uh, wondering why, what's going on. Why are the tickets so hard to come by? And I think it's because golf's at a great moment right now in terms of the competition. And, by the way, Tiger's not back yet. I know. So, um you know, I I, I think we the, the the narrative big three, big four, big one. It's it's dumb. Yeah. I'm happy to let it die uh, and let's just sort of um, recognize the competition for what it is. It's an all time great level of competition. I think.
1: I, I agree. And uh, let by the way, before we go any further, we are recording this on Monday morning. Tigers doing the Quick and Loans press conference at uh, in about an hour. Or so uh just forgive us if he announces that uh he's coming back and he's he's gonna be number one by the end of the year and uh is talking smack and all that good stuff or some weird thing happens he probably won't tell- say a thing but f y i that's why we we don't know what he's up to but uh but to your point, yes, they are desperate to. To create stars, and that's, I think, what ultimately bothers me. You're, you've laid out that the game is in better shape than all the people who running it are running it are uh, giving us uh, reason to believe, and it's just because of greed. They just want to get more, 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 and they have motivations that are beyond uh, things that a lot of people know about right now, and we'll we'll talk about a few of those here in a minute, but uh it, it, it's in very good shape. stop being so desperate to tell everybody it's 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 never been better and this and that and we have these stars and just enjoy the the great competition the players have been bringing every week. Uh, there are all these exciting young players. Last week was fun. We got some old guys. Uh, we saw some people uh, do some fun things hole in one uh, Russell Knox makes a nine on seventeen and like he 's got hundreds of thousands of new fans now after the way he handled it. Uh, so, so classy, yeah, super classy. Yeah, classy. I mean, shanked a ball on national TV on the Island Green. It really doesn't get it. I mean, you just can you imagine how awful that feels? And then he comes back the next day, and it turns out Cameron Morfitt has a great piece on Golf.com where, where Knox was basically just shaking. He, he could barely get the ball on the ground. He said he was just horrified to play the hole again. And so just hearing those stories and learning about these all these other characters out there on the tour, Will Wilcox, I mean, what a— what a swing and a whole personality and the whole thing. Just awesome. So stop trying so hard, people in golf, on uh, uh, at, at, at the big stage to to promote and push. So just enjoy what we have. And we have, obviously, somebody right now in Jason Day who is trending in a pretty amazing direction.
0: Yeah. Now, it is fun to nitpick a little bit. Um, oh, let's nitpick. I, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Rory. Uh, yeah i i i am a person who grew up as a as a huge basketball fan, so Nike has been an an important part of my life um you know i've I've now graduated to the athletes collective yeah um but I've always respected nike and and their style sense uh what did they do to my man Rory on Saturday?
1: <laughs> Why did they clown him oh, he, out like that? Him. Oh, he wore him on
0: Thursday, too, House, the, the joggers. I, I, th- yeah. But Thursday was like he could kind of get away with it. They dressed the man on Saturday like, you know, he was, he was headed to go uh, perform an oil change. <laughs> I mean, if, if a dude walks up to my golf course, my local Muni, dressed like that and tries to walk out on the first tee, there's a 50-50 chance the starter don't let him out. You can't go out on a golf course looking like that. No, Sweatpants and a shirt with no collar. <laughs> Homie, you're in the wrong spot. I wish that uh, there was a way to get a script, a clothing script, for every one of these tournaments because I'm, I'm betting against anybody that shows up in the joggers. That, that's a, that's a, I'm out on that. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking the, you know, I'm shorting any player wearing the joggers. That, that, that's where it comes out. So, look, I, I, he's got his own uh, sort of performance issues going on. <laughs> But I, the, the, that outfit is not helping anything.
1: No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, that was a very get-off-my-lawn old man Ran. I oh, love it. Oh, sure it was. Yeah, was. Believe me.
0: We I mean, look like a clown.
1: Okay, now, that's a little harsh, don't you think? Come on. What was the shirt? The, he, okay, look, the shirt. The per- See, I'm going to defend the shirt. Okay, it's a little like Star Trek-y. I get that. But... He's trying to take the golf fashion to a new place. Nike is some things are going to work, some things aren't going to work. I think the shirt is has potential. I don't know about the the color choices, but the the collar is something the joggers are a problem. I ca- I called Marty Hackle, our fashion guru at Golf Digest. I said, Mark, "Marty, are we looking at a white tro- uh, belt type trend here or are we going to be stuck looking at these stupid things for a while?" And he assured me that this will not last because, uh, first of all, only like well, nobody can wear them and look good. We've we've already. We've yeah, because it looks that. stupid. That's why it's not going it to last. But now, house they golfers used to wear plus fours. They used to wear knickers that, and they wore those to you know not get the pants. Dirty that, that's and a there.
0: tradition. That's a tradition. You can look uh, back in the history books and see old Tom Morrison plus well, fours. Come on,
1: they're starting a new tradition, or they're hoping to, and it's you've no, you've, they're uh, no, you no. have spoken. The is no. Rory has heard from the people on social media. Even he mocked it a little bit after the round one of the days. But then he came right back with him on Saturday. Uh, he pulled him up on Thursday. And then, of course, he comes back on Saturday with him. And and, and the worst part is they, like, bunch up at the bottom. They didn't quite fit right. It, it's not a that, good trend. But, you know, what I'll tell you what was funny. Yeah. was Most people were more offended that he was doing something that was copying Ricky Fowler. Not that he was... Trying to be uh different, but that he was not being original, which I thought was kind of a fascinating reaction, huh. Well, yeah. Ricky
0: has um, been—he has an established identity as a forward-thinking fashion dude. And credit to him and, and Puma, they—they they make his clothes look right. Now, I don't like the joggers, um, and I'm not a big fan of the joggers and the high tops. But I—I I get what he's going for there, and—and and, um, how that look, uh, you know, works for these millennials. Yeah. Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! But <laughs> all right. Uh, the the Rory thing was just such a misfire. It looked like he was going to the, He was going to ask me if he could borrow the fifty pound barbell,
1: dumbbell. See, now you're complimenting him there. Don't feed that. They like that idea. That that's the idea is to show you I'm an athlete. I'm in the gym. All right. We've 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 been too hard on him. All right, House. So what do you, we, we have a little more time here before we get to the speed round. Do we want to pick on Jordan Spieth, or do you want to hear about the uh, big behind the scenes buzz brewing down at Ponte Vedra? Yeah, bar. I'm definitely. I'm much more interested in the behind the
0: scenes. There's a, to me, there's no reason to pick on Jordan. He just nah. took a month off and then showed up at the golf course, yeah. um, where where he, that he's had mixed success, and so he missed the cut. B, yeah. BFD. Um, you know, call me when 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 it's time for Oakmont, and that's when it's time to start talking about Jordan. To me, so let's talk about the behind the scenes stuff.
1: Well, okay. So once we got past talking about the Zika virus earlier in the week, which is on everybody's mind down there, all the players are talking about that. Uh, I started asking around, and it's one of the cool weeks for me covering golf to sort of hear what everybody at the tour is saying and what they're thinking. And I had, I don't know, I just kind of thought that the the TV contract ship had sailed. Well, it turns out it looks like the tour is planning to opt out of their network television contract this fall. Um, And I'm I'm eagerly awaiting a story. I heard that the sports business journal may be posting uh, very soon about this. And uh, I was able to sort of confirm, I didn't even know they were working on it, that this is what's going on. And now, I know this is very exciting to most people to talk TV stuff. But as we all know, the way the networks present golf and how it's all done is integral to how we enjoy viewing the sport. So the current contract house goes to 2021 with NBC and CBS. They have an out at the, uh, the this year that they can notify them, renegotiate, and start a new contract in 2018, which isn't that far off. Their contract with the Golf Channel is, is ironclad and goes through 2021. But I also got a sense from people that they think the tour is trying to get out of that as well, and I don't think that's going to be a very pretty fight if they do. Um, but set aside the Golf Channel part for uh, a while because I think the more interesting component is them going to the networks and saying, "Sayonara, we want a new contract, and we want these things. We want you to do this, this, and that. We want a whole lot more money." Now, my sense is that we've we've passed the peak of the sports rights fee situation, and so I think it seems like it's a very fascinating time to be re-entering the market with CBS and NBC, and then hoping that ESPN, Fox, and Turner are interested in golf. And my sense is that they're not very interested, but somebody at the tour told me, don't you be surprised if Fox is in the whole thing and all that, and I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. So, again, it's kind of behind-the-scenes business stuff, but it really is going to impact potentially a lot of uh, news and interest and kind of maybe reopen people's uh imaginations or uh, desires to express what they'd like to see the networks do. Because when you reopen these contracts, that's one of the things that you can do is ask uh, uh, the networks to to step it up or change this or – Get rid of these people. Yeah. So and, yeah. Yeah. That that that's the point that I'm um, most
0: sort of interested in is that it's an opportunity with a new commissioner coming in with Jay Monahan coming in. Um, he gets to put his stamp uh, on the way that the the game is presented um, going forward. Ah, and yeah. we have we we have observed early uh, in the the Shack House podcast that especially in the um, first part of the the. The calendar year season, there's such a discrepancy in the way the game is presented between the NBC um, programming and the CBS, uh, style of presentation. And if the tour uses this moment to, um, try and, and, and improve the overall viewing, uh, uh experience. I mean, it seems like, you know, for instance, uh, the, the, the gaps in coverage we've noted before where you're watching on a Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, some of the early round performance. And then there's a, there's a, there's a dead zone sometimes, um, where, where in, Guys are playing great holes at iconic golf courses, and we're not able to watch it on television because of whatever's going on um, between the turn- changeover from Golf Channel to the network. That's, that's got to change. That's got to improve. So maybe something like that um, you know, can happen. The improved uh, and, and, and more uh, pervasive use of the technology to, to uh, enhance our viewing experience. There was a ton of... Um, um, Pro tracer in in the broadcast this weekend. Yeah, there wasn't I enough I, though, was there? You no, know, no, it wasn't no. enough. I can't get enough of that. Yeah, um, and that, so so those are just a couple things where uh, you hope that using this this moment to um, open up, crack open the deals um, leads to you know enhanced uh, uh, view,
1: viewing uh, experiences. Yeah. Well that's I think one of the things they'll do, but really this is all about money house. I'd love to I'd love to be a romantic <laughs> and tell you this is all about the improving the product. And that that will happen. But Tim Fincham has a contract through June. He wants one last deal. He loves he's all about the deal. I don't know if he really is a fan or cares about the fan. Uh, and he wants to have one big golden parachute when he leaves, one more big buyout. He's got a board that will vote for it. I mean, even like the PGA of America president is on the board. And uh, he's also now a PGA Tour employee. So, I mean, he's got the board stacked for himself and to to cash out. And, and that's what's sort of depressing to me is I feel like, and and the people who were telling me this from the tour are big Jay Monahan fans. They're big on the new commissioner coming in. And he's not going to get his chance to, to to put his imprint on the – deal and so uh if this if this in fact plays out the way uh it was presented to me at the players so um, that that would be a bummer yeah all right let's get to the speed round uh it's brought to our brought to us by our friends at callaway golf and the new xr16 driver it's where fast meets forgiveness it's been winning a whole bunch of tour events house uh no forgiveness from you on joggers i think we can now scratch that one off the uh speed round list Uh, um, we, we, we've covered that. Uh, I think we know where you stand. Uh, (laughs) you've been to Topgolf. There was a Topgolf announcement last week. What, uh, did you catch any of the text on that and did anything about that strike you as, uh, positive good bad yeah
0: onion. i, I I'm, I'm i can't wait to hear your insider take on this i saw the news i saw the fact that the pga and the lpga um have in uh, top golf have all cut a deal and it seems like that creates all kinds of opportunities we we have uh um circled top golf you know in an early shack house podcast as one of the um ways to that 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 uh folks can can grow the game you know we, we we're you asked me about Jay Monahan coming into the mix as a new commissioner. What are the opportunities for growing the game? This Topgolf thing has enormous appeal because it lets casual uh, players and it lets folks that are novices show up um, you don 't even have to bring your own golf clubs and you know it 's in a controlled environment um, enjoyable setting and and you know take some swings and, and maybe have an adult beverage or two and just enjoy yourself so uh, these partnerships
1: um, with the tours are really interesting to me what What is the design there? Well, that's the problem. There was no design announced. Uh, you're absolutely right. They're, they're absolutely booming. They're doing amazing stuff. They're making a lot of money. People love going to them. It's like really cool bowling for the 21st century. Um, and I guess the positive of the press conference is that they have an, a strategic alliance. The LPGA commissioner, Mike Wan, was on the podium, and he was practically jumping out of his seat. He was so excited, wanting to talk about all the ways he foresaw this deal helping him. Um, Tim Fincham was like doing his Ben Carson impersonation. Could not have been more bored sounding. They had nothing tangible to announce, and it was just it was just awful. You know that he got up there and just he should not be up there doing this. He has no energy at this point to like sell something. And then of course the Top Golf CEO was there, and he was great talking about stuff. So I did a column at GolfDigest.com, kind of throwing out ways, somewhat a little tongue in cheek, but not much. It was I was pretty serious about all those in how they could incorporate top golf uh a facility at tour events and all that cool stuff so i think there that we will see stuff that's tangible that's fun soon but it was probably a slightly premature decision um all right next topic house in the speed round because you see how speedy we are on each one did you uh berkman's light did you catch any of that uh at at, at sawgrass our new high-end hospitality I know you wandered in there. Um, it looked like it was easy to get to the food
0: lines, which is by far the thing that I'm, I'm most interested <laughs> in is access to the to the food. Um, I find the whole thing like slightly off-putting because it seems like, you know, it's a golden ticket kind of deal where you have to have a, a, a badge and the, the price of that badge is, is something astronomical. Um and I, I I guess it's supposed to be for high end uh, hospitality, but the joints looked looked empty. What the hell is going on there?
1: Yeah, it was. And this is the trick, you know. Golf wants to be cool, It wants to be popular, and but it also knows that it can cater to people with a lot of money. And the tours, you know, they they as always they saw what Augusta was doing. Augusta has this Berkman's place that's this super high end, six thousand dollar ticket, all you can eat food, very private. Augusta does nothing to promote it. They don't want people to talk about it. They don't want them to know about it except uh, in certain circles. And and I admire them for that. They uh, I think it's a little over the top, but I get why they do it. There's a there's an audience for it. So the tour of course saw that and they decided to shut down the clubhouse and only allow the people who Pay for this uh, five thousand dollars ticket to go in, and they have you know Brazilian blowouts for the women and uh, manicures and all this, just really over the top stuff. And but they the Brazilian is, blowout, yeah. Don't ask. Anyway, they um they then want you. Uh, they want to promote it. They declare that it's already better than Berkmans. You never declare you're already better than anything Augusta does, even if you are. Don't just don't do that. So, uh, but then it was it just made the whole clubhouse area just dead. And Mark Russell, who's, who's basically running the tournament, he got he got turned away from the clubhouse the first day, which was rather hilarious. So they, they they went a little too far. It was a ghost town. I did not actually get in. I could see it through like a hallway where the player ah uh, is. You, yeah, you so, didn't have a golden ticket, but I could tell no, but I could tell what was going on with the buzz. Uh, and it well, was I would have had
0: somebody in there shuffling out some food. This, 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 this I saw some sushi. look looked look spectacular.
1: All right, House. Any other uh, speed round topic you want yeah, to get to? Yeah, I want to
0: hear about this. Uh, you, you had some
1: insider scoop on Donald Trump, uh, the tour and, and Durrell. All right. What's going on with the Donald? Oh, yeah. While, well, while we're just throwing out stuff, we might as well throw out the other fun topic behind the scenes there. Uh, I, 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 did, I did tease you with this one. So the Donald Uh, the presumptive presumptive presidential uh, nominee from the Republican Party, uh, hosts the tour at Trump Doral. Trump Doral uh, has a long-term contract with the PGA Tour to host a tour event. However, there is an out clause for the tour that allows them to end that relationship if they are not able to secure a sponsor for the WGC event in March. They are currently unable to get a sponsor. They're very tough events to sponsor. There's only like a dozen or so companies in the world, or at least in the United States, let's say, maybe not the world. Maybe it's up to maybe 20 around the world who can afford to sponsor WGC event. And now there may be some element of a Donald Trump relationship that companies don't want to be a part of. I don't know. The, the word is that the tour is looking at a possible tournament in Mexico to just All out, replace the Miami tour stop. Just end one of the most. Seriously? Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. Now, they like to do the leveraging thing. So this may be a leveraging play. That's not leverage. I know.
0: You're going to leave Doral. It's an iconic golf course. They play it at exactly the right time in the tour schedule. That Florida swing is awesome. And, And the tour is threatening to go
1: to Mexico. Seriously? I know. So they have a TPC or something in Cancun. Cabo is about the only place I could see tour players actually wanting to go. You know, I could see where a Mexico event right after Riviera, like a transitional west coast of Florida thing could work. But yeah, either way— Yeah, that's cool.
0: I, I like
1: the, the uh, tour event in Mexico. I don't have any problem yeah. with that. It's just the idea of, of swapping out the row. Well, and that's the sad part is, yeah, one of the events that helped build your tour in a major city uh, at a golf course that the, a lot of money's been put into to make it uh, better— and then just to walk away, maybe because you, sent, you don't like Donald Trump. Uh, and they have had a rocky relationship, the tour and Trump. He's obviously a tough guy to deal with when it's his golf course and he doesn't, he is somebody who does not like low scores. <laughs> so he yeah. intervened on some things, I think, and that created some problems. But what is most fascinating about this house is with the calendar year schedule, the tour has to decide on next year's schedule pretty soon because they start again in. October. And uh, so they're going to be announcing here their decision, I would say in the next two months at the latest, uh, uh, regarding Donald Trump and Doral. And he's going to be, here he is, one of the two prominent candidates for, for president. And they're going to make news, potentially, if they decide to calling into this and he's i sure he'll call them out and so it's going to be a fun story to watch it's just something to keep an eye on and it's yeah, just i, I tell hard you hard what of, I, the, I never the, could the, have imagined the pga tour schedule could be part of a presidential campaign
0: well i how about this the tour taking on donald i i know which side of that <laughs> um you know public relations yeah. battle I'm, yeah. I'm choosing and by the way but my, my man yeah you know it his uh his financials are 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 somewhat obtuse. It's not easy to to get a hundred percent on exactly how much money he has, but he has enough money to sponsor the event. Why doesn't he just make it the you know the the
1: the WGC at Durrell sponsored sponsored by the Donald? I know, I know, and it would be great. He could he could uh, he could really. Make Tim Fincham very angry doing that because I think he, <laughs> I really do sense there's something personal there. He just doesn't want to deal with him and, and he wants to move nah. on. So yeah, it's fun times. A lot of a lot of interesting stuff. Again, if you're kind of into the behind the scenes stuff, a lot of cool, uh, uh, entertaining stories to come. And then of course we've got fun stuff coming up here with the two Dallas events and uh, the upcoming U.S. Open, which we're going to have some fun pods uh, on that. House, I'm working on a couple of interesting guests, uh, and uh, I hope we can get some cool people on to talk about oakmont but uh and for those of you who who have not listened to the shack house podcast uh you know uh, by now those of us who have been with us here now for seven episodes uh we love callaway irons Not just because they're the sponsor of the show, because they are absolutely beautiful clubs. They deliver ball speed, distance, and of course they just feel incredible. They're the number one iron in golf with the 360 face cup technology. And best of all, right now you can go out Get these beautiful Callaway irons with the 360 Face Cup technology for a 50% trade-in bonus towards a new set. Uh, Stop taking our word about how great these irons are. Take your old beat-up sticks to a retailer near you for a 50% trade-in bonus and find out for yourself. For more on the new irons, go to CallawayGolf.com. And, House, one more word from our friends at The Athletes Collective before I I, uh, mop up a few details here? I do. I want to thank again
0: our our friends at Athletes Collective. They offer great quality, great fitting activewear that you can wash multiple times without shrinkage. Uh, This activewear does not have logos, and it's 30 to 40% cheaper than the big brands. Go to athletescollective.com and enter the promo code HOUSE. You will get 15% off your first order. All the orders include free shipping, which is awesome, and returns to U.S. or Canada. 100% HOUSE satisfaction guarantee. Guaranteed, AthletesCollective.com,
1: my friends. All right, a few things I'm going to do. Uh, a lot of you don't know. I have a website. It's Shackleford.com. Just Google Jeff with a G, G-E-O-F-F, and golf, and um, the site will come up. And I'm going to do some show notes, uh, as I have done for the previous show. So I'll have a few of the articles and things we mentioned in here. We didn't get into too many detailed things, but I will put a few links up related to what we discussed today. And uh, check that out, House from DC on Twitter. I'm Jeff Shack on Twitter, and uh, and just a reminder too to make sure to subscribe to the newest podcast from the Ringer Network. They've broken off a few House. I think the Shack House kind of set a, a pretty cool precedent. I don't know, yeah. but I just hear uh, <laughs> keeping it at sixteen hundred, which I'm absolutely loving. Uh, the watch, great show. The Ringer NFL show and the Ringer NBA show are all on their own. They're standalones now. So get on iTunes, subscribe to those shows. This week's Kip In at 1600 has a great interview with MSM, excuse me, last week's episode with Chuck Todd. I listened to it on the way to the airport from Ponte and he is phenomenal. First, you get to hear Chuck drop a few uh, uh, beautiful obscenities, but he does this beautiful mini rant on the media and millennials that you have to listen to it's not he's not nasty it's brilliant i mean he really nails it and uh and they're just doing a great job covering the campaign so and also the watch had uh colin farrell on discussing his new film the lobster the nfl show uh, the ringer nfl show featured colts quarterback andrew luck who's always a great interview talking about his obsession house brace yourself with books an athlete who reads it's a miracle I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, Bill, Bill uh, guest-hosted the Ringer NBA show last week. That's uh, awesome. And, of course, he's had some just fantastic shows of late, as he always does, with some, some non-sports people that have been really great listens. So you can su- subscribe to Keeping a 1600, The Watch, The NFL Show, The Ringer NBA Show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. And, of course, you can find our shows there as well, the back episodes, if you have not listened to them. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about the Dallas events and preview the Memorial Tournament. Yeah, we got
0: Callaway Live uh, recording on Friday. That'll that be out uh,
1: live on the interwebs um, sometime next week, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll look forward to seeing you here in beautiful Southern California. Don't need that to makes- bring uh, anything more than a sweater. Uh, done and done. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody.